Okay, hi everyone. For those of you who may not know, I'm Abby Lerheimer, co-founder and creative director of Bobble House. Thanks for joining me for this special episode of Obsessed by Bobble House. Today I'm going to be reading my very first Bobble blog, written from the heart. I'm a little nervous. I'd like to start off by saying the community of Bobble House is one of the most important and sacred things about this business to me. As a designer, artist, and entrepreneur, I think the most important thing is collaboration and human connection. I want to say thank you for listening and being vulnerable with me. It's not always easy to share, but I believe our vulnerabilities bring us together, even to just say that you're not alone. So let's get started. Little known fact about me, I have three siblings, two older and one younger. So for my very first Bobble Blog entry, I'd like to share what's been going on with me lately including a toast to my best friend and older sister, Faith Lerheimer, who just got married this past March. Growing up, people often thought Faith and I were twins. I'm only six months younger than Faith, so yes, that deems me her twin. But we were kind of twins. We would do everything together. We were in the same grade, would wear the same clothes, or at least color coordinate, get each other to eat different types of grass on the playground, and eventually, that one fateful day... We would cut off all of each other's hair, which ended in one, me having to get a buzz cut to fix my hairline, and two, Faith defending me on the playground telling everyone I wasn't a little boy. Faith is someone I can go through life with. Even at age five, she was especially inclusive of me, the more introverted sister who wouldn't always introduce myself at camp or at church. She always stood up for me. Faith made me feel seen. And if not, she made sure I was seen by opening her big mouth and telling people what was up. When I decided to go to DU for my freshman year of college, I think that subconsciously a deciding factor was that Faith was going to be there as well. We actually ended up at the same dorm building, on the same floor, but on separate wings. This was a super important year because I realized that we were finally having very different experiences, and we really needed to. For me, hard questions and realizations of race, belonging, and identity became more prevalent. Being adopted had always made me feel lost. This feeling culminated into me transferring to art school on the East Coast after I finished my freshman year. But throughout all of this, Faith was, and had always been, the person by my side, one of my most compassionate advocates, encouraging me and standing by me, no questions asked just as she did on the playground in preschool, protecting me from those little racist four-year-olds of Evergreen, Colorado, where we grew up. Since college, we've lived in different states, held very different lives, and in my mind, drifted apart, as siblings do after leaving home. This past March, Faith, who got engaged last year and had plans for a 2024 wedding, rushed to put on an emergency wedding to make sure that our mother could attend. And let me tell you why. Our mother has been diagnosed with rheumatoid leptomeningitis, or rheumatoid arthritis in the brain. The diagnostic process was long and grueling, stretching over many months since August 2022. It included two invasive brain surgeries, countless hospitalizations, ER visits, and a trip to Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to consult with doctors specializing in rare and obscure diseases. This disease has been diagnosed a total of 30 times in the U.S., it's vanishingly rare. Because of that, we know next to nothing about the prognosis nor any treatments. I'd like to walk you through how quickly this disease has progressed. Last February 2022, we were skiing Vail, A Basin, Steamboat, 
and Breckenridge together. In May 2022, my mom ran the Boulder Boulder 10K. She and I took a trip to New Mexico together where we hiked and explored Santa Fe. She got up every morning at 6 a.m. for her daily run, just as she had for decades. June 2022, a month later, we celebrated her 58th birthday at the Renaissance Fair in southern Colorado. Later that year, she had plans to go see my brother in New Zealand to complete the world-renowned 32-kilometer tramping track called the Rootburn Track. Now, May 2023, my mother could no longer walk. She needs the assistance of two carers to transfer from her wheelchair to her bed, can no longer dress, bathe, or eat on her own. She can't speak much anymore and communicates mostly in gestures. This has been an incredibly difficult transition for us as a family. When I was 16, I watched our dad, Chris Lerheimer, die of colon cancer. So having our other parent so gravely ill is mind-numbingly triggering. The past eight months have been grief-stricken, to say the least. I've since moved back to Evergreen, Colorado, where we grew up, to spend more time with my mom and help take care of her. It's been one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I feel like my life is falling apart. I feel like I'm 16 again, ripped from my entire existence, and forced to face grief, loss, and heartbreak that some will never be able to relate to. Shortly following my mother's diagnosis and my move, my then-serious boyfriend and I abruptly broke up. Instead of going through and supporting me during one of my lowest points, he felt it more important to go soul-searching through Asia, and then just left. I suppose as the saying goes, in difficult times, people show their true colors. I felt like my heart was breaking from every angle, every perspective. I gave up my apartment in New York City and moved everything I owned into storage. I left my friends, my business partner, and my community I'd spent so much work building. I left behind all of my support systems, and all without knowing when I would return or how my mother's disease would progress. So, I guess I'm here to remind you, and remind myself, that there's always silver linings. I've been able to see my mom almost every day and tell her that I love her, even though she can't always say it back. I've gotten to spend real quality time with my two sisters, Faith and Rachel, who both still live in Colorado. I haven't been able to spend this kind of time with them for years. I've reconnected with my sister Faith in a way I never thought I would again. Part of me thought that by living in different cities, I'd lost a part of her forever. And over the years, I'd grown accustomed to our distance. But what I realized when writing my Maid of Honor speech back in March was that what held true while we were growing up still holds true today. Faith hadn't gone away. Her love and support hadn't gone away. It was here for me the whole time. The time we've spent together these past few months has been what keeps me sane. Through grief, depression, illness, loss, heartbreak, and beyond. Throughout all of this, Faith is still the person by my side. She is still one of my most compassionate advocates. She still encourages me, stands by me, no questions asked. Faith has helped me transition back to Colorado and and in this time in life. Our shared dedication to our family and to our mom and our dedication and love for each other will always be there. So, Faith, I want to say thank you for being so protective, kind, funny, inquisitive, and inclusive to me and everyone. I'm so thankful we got to grow up together, and I'm so glad you're my twin. I love you.
Thank you guys so much for listening. And please check out the blog online as well. Um, I'll be back in New York for part of the summer. So if you're around, please come by to 180 Orchard Bobble House and say hi. Uh, I miss you all and I can't wait for what's next. Bye.